Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. New Yorkers take a lot of things in stride. But a hot topic, which is talked about almost everywhere, is congestion pricing. New Yorkers don't like it at all. And I want to introduce you to a very well-known writer and author. In many ways, I don't know if he expected to grow up to be a community advocate, but he has. And... I've invited Michael Gross, who's got a new book out too, to talk to us a little bit about about why just mentioning congestion pricing makes New Yorkers so crazy. Thank you for joining us, Michael. It's great to be with you. So tell me, you live in the city and you go about and do your thing, but this really caught your attention. Well, when I first heard about it, which was four years ago now, um, and it was really just a glimmer in the eye of Andrew Cuomo, um, I was uh, I was worried about it. Um, I didn't know that congestion pricing would actually come about. There seemed to be a lot of opposition to it from all sorts of constituencies. Um, and I tried at various times to see whether there was any organized opposition to it. And, you know, there was a Facebook group, there was a petition, um, but nothing seemed to be organized until just a few weeks ago when the federal government signed off on this program. And suddenly it was a reality. Um, And the MTA announced that a board of of citizens would be setting the rules. And then they began um, erecting license plate readers all around New York City, Mm. which is rather aggressive since the program hasn't even started yet. But I think that what the MTA is trying to do is they were very lucky. They did this in a stealth manner. People didn't pay attention. There was no organized opposition. Then suddenly it looked to be imminent And now I think that they're trying to establish facts on the ground. They're trying to make sure, you know, by putting up the license plate readers, they're saying this is going to happen. And thankfully, that shocked a lot of people into paying attention. Um, And yes, it, it, it four years ago, my blood was boiling and the bubbles have only gotten faster and larger. But what explain what does it really mean? Like you live here. What does congestion pricing mean in terms of money for you? Well, you know, I'm a, I, I guess I'm an upper middle class New Yorker, but I, I live in a I live in an apartment in the East 40s um, and I have a car. And what it means for me is that if I take that car out of the garage, I'm going to get dinged twenty three dollars, which is the oh, um, ridiculous, which is the amount of money that they're saying somewhere between nine and twenty three dollars 
every time you cross into the zone. And here's the problem. I live in the zone, which means that I'm going to have to pay $23 to get home. If I go to my doctor above 60th Street in my car, I'm going to pay $23 to go home. If I drive out to Long Island City to go to my storage space, I'm going to get dinged $23. If I want to go uptown for dinner, $23. And I don't know where those readers... I don't know where those readers are going to be placed. My car is parked just off the FDR drive. Is my car going to get dinged every time I pull out of my garage? I have no idea. Um, And the thing that the MTA has said all along is that they're basing this on what they call a a successful congestion plan in London. Now, whether or not the congestion plan in London has been successful or not is a topic that can be argued over. But here's the thing. London gives residents of the congestion zone a 90% discount. Which we don't. And our plan does not do that. So although they say they're following the London model in this very specific um, way, they are not. And what they're doing is they're turning residents of the zone into... um, second-class citizens, because if I lived on 60th Street, I would not have to pay every time I use my car. But because I live below 60th Street, I do, and that's just unfair. Um, And it's not right, and so a a group of us have started raising our voices. All right, and hopefully people will hear. Did I read that New Jersey is suing New York over this? Well, Phil Murphy, the governor of New Jersey, has announced that he's going to sue. I, I'm not sure who he's suing. Maybe it's the state. Maybe it's the MTA. I know that the borough president of Staten Island has said similar things. And it's fascinating to me because when New Jersey says that they're upset, when the outer boroughs say that they're upset, um, it gets attention from the press. We have tried. I mean, we have we have signatures on a petition now that represent almost 15,000 households in the congestion zone. And we've sent it to the press, and we can't get anyone to pay attention to it. And meanwhile, you know, some newspapers are writing articles touting the, the benefits of congestion pricing. I can only assume that they don't live in the congestion zone when they write those articles. Right. <laughs> or they would have a different story to tell. Well, does it look like your group is making headway? Well, um, we've we've been in touch with local politicians. Of course, it's not in their hands anymore. They only have influence. They don't have power. The power resides in this thing called the Traffic Mobility Review Board, headed by Carl Weisbrod. And that's a six-member panel, and they have been authorized to set all the rules. We've sent our petition to them, an earlier version of the petition that only had 11,000 households. We're now up above 15,000, and at some point we'll send it again. Um, a couple of local politicians have expressed support for our, you know, our request for an exemption. Uh, a couple others have been, um, let me use the kindest words I can use, waffling about it. Um, and I think that they need to understand that um, that we all want to support public transit, which is what this is ostensibly for. Um, but, you know, the, the MTA has 47 billion with a B, 47 billion dollars of debt. And the, 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 the most generous estimates of what congestion pricing will raise is one billion dollars a year. 
So this doesn't go anywhere near addressing the MTA's mismanagement or the MTA's debt. Um, and that, too, is something that is not being publicized. Right. Um, so I think, that, I think that the politicians need to understand that throwing their constituents under the buses and subways is not necessarily a good idea. Do you think that this plan is going to stop people who drive from Manhattan? I think it's going to have a chilling effect. I mean, I know that I would certainly, you know, I, I, some people might think that just because I live in Manhattan, I'm, I'm a rich person. I'm not. Right. $23 is a significant amount of money, particularly if you use your car often. Right. You also have, I mean, you know, we're only advocating for a very narrow question. But there are much larger questions. Are we going to get dinged $23 every time we get into a taxi or an Uber? Well, are we going to get dinged $23 every time? If you're disabled and you need to go to your doctor, and the only way you can do it is in a private vehicle, what happens then? What about, our do- what about the doormen and the maintenance workers and the, and the, the porters and uh, all the people who work in buildings in Midtown? And also, there's the question of, what about commerce and real estate values in Midtown? This will be a disincentive for people to shop here, a disincentive for people to rent all those empty storefronts that have been gaping like yeah, gap to, you know, gap to grounds since COVID. It will be a disincentive to real estate values. I think that it is, you know, maybe six, seven years ago when this was first brought up, it seemed like a good idea. Congestion is much worse now, and the economic frailty of Midtown is glaringly obvious. And yet, they want to pile this new tax on top top of the taxes that we already pay when offices are empty, storefronts are empty, apartment values are down. It's it's insanity. Well, I hope that someone actually listens to all of you guys. And meanwhile, you have a new book out in the midst of all this. No, I have a book coming out on November 14th called Flight of the Wasp, The Rise, Fall, and Future of America's Original Ruling Class. And it, it, it basically tells the story of American history through 15 colonial American families, all of them white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, and I look at the span of those families over 400 years since they wow. came here in the 1600s. And I tell the story of America through those families. It sounds very exciting. We're looking forward to it. Congratulations on that. And good luck on a very important battle being urged in Manhattan. And no matter what, where you live, if you get in and out of your car or you're driving or you're doing something, you should really pay attention because this is going to have an impact on your pocketbook. I would ask all your listeners to go to change.org, just put congestion pricing into the search engine and sign the petition. Every signature counts. Good luck to you. Thank you so much, Michael. We'll talk again. Thank you for giving me the time, Joan. I'm happy to. I'm Joan Hamburg. Much more ahead. Stay tuned.